Okay, let's talk about exhaustion, burnout and fatigue. It's one of the most common problems of my clients. It was funny, I think the other day I had a, a free call. I think it was actually with one of you listeners, somebody who wanted to book a health consultation package. We had a short free call um, and she asked me about... Yeah, that she always feels so fatigued. Of course, she has had two children and a lot going on, a lot of stress in her life. And she was asking if I can help her with this problem. And I said, yeah, of course, this is one of the most common issues, actually, that I'm confronted with almost on a weekly basis. And yeah, herbs are very effective at helping us with stress and fatigue and exhaustion and burnout. So yeah, we're also going to look at some ways how Ayurveda and Chinese medicine explain the origin of this exhaustion because it's like almost universal today it's not only the exhausted mom syndrome which of course is very common or I should say also the exhausted parent syndrome after you had children or in this phase in midlife where there's just a lot going on but also younger people in their 20s in their 30s anytime actually Uh, yeah, it is possible that we suffer from this exhaustion and fatigue. Yeah, it's sometimes, yeah, we can't get out of the bed in morning in the morning before having had our coffee or two. Or you suddenly feel very, very tired after lunch and then for the rest of the day you just can't do anything. Or you had a few especially stressful days or you were running around a lot and doing lots of things. And in the next three days you are totally without energy and totally depleted. So it shows up in different forms and of course different intensities but yeah it's definitely something to address with herbs and diet and lifestyle changes of course um, because yeah it is not anything critical you know it's not a dangerous health condition where we are yeah under any immediate threat of health but of course it's just not comfortable we're not able to live our life to live our dreams to go about our business And it can also lead to depression depression, and uh, yeah, losing our optimism of life and, and all that. So it is a serious thing. And luckily, we have herbs to help us with that. So let's dig into the weeds. Okay, I just mentioned, yeah, I really find it very interesting how Chinese medicine explains this exhaustion syndrome and also Ayurveda, actually. I mean, both systems, they have a big overlap. They see things in a very holistic way and they have similar concepts with different names. So, for example, you might have all heard of the qi, the concept of qi. It's a form of energy in Chinese medicine. So the qi would be more our daily energy that can be replenished by eating, by sleeping. It is something that it's, um, you know, like the gas tank in the car. You can fill it up on a daily basis and it gets depleted throughout the day. And, you know, until you need the next meal or rest or sleep to fill your qi up again. So with the qi, we can work on this daily basis and it's normally not a problem or let's say in this case yeah but if we're already fatigued and tired and we feel like we are every day fatigued and tired I mean even if we had a lot, lot of rest even if we slept the whole weekend even if we were nourished well and everything we still feel tired and fatigued so there is this other type of energy in Chinese medicine that is called the Jing so the Jing is a totally different form of energy It's basically that you get the Jing from your parents and you have it at birth 
and that's the amount of Jing you have for life. And then the Jing gradually decreases. Yeah, We are leaking Jing throughout our life. I mean, just by life itself and living itself. That's why nobody can live eternally. Uh, we deplete our Jing and then that's it. You know, you can think of it as if it would be the battery in your car. Yeah, uh, You need a charged battery to use to start the car and to um, benefit from the full gas tank. Yeah, You need the battery to be full. And uh, once the battery is depleted, it's done. You know, that's it. Yeah, the battery is not going to come to life again. Yeah, once its its power is totally uh, drained. So, yeah, it may be, it, uh, yeah, it's a bit, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's see if that works actually. But yeah, I hope you understood. So the Jing is something that depletes over life and we cannot really uh, fill it up. We can just slow down this process of leaking. Yeah, So we're going to lose the Jing over our lifetime. But of course, we don't want to have, you know, uh, our Jing uh, already very diminished by the age of 20 or 30 or 40 or 50. Yeah? This should be a slow process and we can do many things to slow down this process yeah so chinese medicine has a lot of jing building herbs yeah for example um, this would be the astragalus goji berries red dates um, yeah there is many many of those actually in in different combinations remania shisandra Hoshu Wu is, a, is, a, is one that I work uh, personally a lot with because yeah, it is very replenishing and slows down this leakage of the Jing. Yeah? So uh, in Ayurvedic terms, this would be the Ojas. Yeah? So the Ojas is also kind of an essence of energy in the body, kind of a concentrated form of energy that we have very little of, but it's very... Uh, it's very important to our energy and to keep our body balanced. Uh, so the ojas also, it gets depleted basically in the same way that we would deplete our jing if we speak in Chinese terms. So this is life, the stresses of life, uh, yeah, a lot of stress, a lot of work. So about the depletion of ojas, Ayurveda would say directly, um, trauma is damaging, also anger and grief, stress, hunger, hard physical work. So maybe to the two Uh, last ones are not so applicable hopefully in our modern life so we usually don't have extremely hard physical work to do or hunger shouldn't be an issue but there is this idea also of detox yeah if we are um, totally depleted and tired and we don't feel good then some of us might think okay I have to do something really drastic something really strong to get me out of this situation and chances are that one of your friends tells you to do a detox yeah or to do fasting for a week or two or something yeah so this would be not the ideal situation to do fasting or a detox in any way yeah so not that you might that you don't need this i mean most modern people uh, would benefit from a detox and fasting probably but in this situation when you are depleted you're just going to deplete your jing or your ojas your essence of energy even more yeah so hunger would be also contributing yeah so instead of thinking detox even though it is uh, yeah a very 
tempting thought, you know, to just commit to a radical therapy that is done in two weeks and then expect great miracles from it, which, of course, usually doesn't happen. Yeah? <laughs> Because, uh, first of all, you would have to prepare for weeks or months or some modern people even years before you get to the point of really being ready for a detox or fast or anything like that. And then also, of course, you would have to maintain a good diet, good lifestyle, etc. After the fast, if not, you lose all the benefits very quickly. Yeah? But in this situation, just to show you, we are talking more about a deep depletion in the body by our modern life, by the stresses, by maybe you are a mom and have had two or three children, uh, breastfed, you know, the pregnancies and everything. So this is depleting uh, nourishment from your body. Yeah? And of course, also our modern diet and stress that reduces our capability to digest and to absorb the nutrients well. All of this can also lead to nutrient imbalances not only pregnancy. So think of nourishing and replenishing instead of detoxing, which would be a way to take things out of your body that are not supposed to be there. Yeah, But it's very tempting, this concept of ah, probably I just have too many heavy metals and uh, I don't know, environmental toxins or whatever in my body. I have to get rid of this, which of course is true for many modern people. Yeah, I'm not saying this is not, uh, that's not how it is. Yeah, but it's, uh, and usually, you know, we have this concept from traditional naturopathic thinking that first you have to do the detox and take everything bad out and then you fill up with the good stuff yeah but I would say many modern people when they're already fatigued and they are still in their stressful life you know you can't take them out of that and just give, put them a few months into a nice Ayurvedic uh, clinic that is uh, you know offering all the support and taking you really out of your daily life which would of course be ideal having this professional support in a nice setting out of your daily stresses, yeah, then modern people are not ready for that, not ready for the detox. So I think this old kind of um, order, first the detox, then the, then the rebuilding, does not apply in this situation, especially not with moms. You know, if you have young children, even if it's a while ago that you stopped breastfeeding or, you know, your kids are... Um, is still young, maybe not that young, but even, I mean, the younger, the more, the, even the more, you know, I mean, if you're still breastfeeding, of course, don't even think of it. Yeah, if you have had a, a child the last four or five years, don't even think of detox. Yeah, you're still in the rebuilding, nourishing phase. And um, also remember, you know, all your, many of your hormones, not all of your hormones, but our sexual hormones, our steroidal uh, based hormones like stress hormones and sexual hormones uh, primarily are made of cholesterol. This is fat. Yeah. So cholesterol is contained in fat in fat that we consume. So if you take that out and go on a raw food diet or a juice fast or whatever, and you get less fat, that would be you would notice extremely fast that it goes downhill from there, yeah, that you feel very bad for this time because you're going to produce even less of those much needed hormones that you're probably already uh, low in, yeah. So not time for a fast, I would say rebuilding and you can still gently, gently support your natural detox pathways. You know, can you can support the liver, which of course in many cases is advisable. You can take some trifala, you can take some turmeric, you know, you can some milk thistle seed. You can just gently support your liver and especially also your elimination and the bowel movements. Yeah. 
and take some digestive herbs to better digest your food together with a very nourishing diet. Yeah. So also as an example, what you could do with diet. Yeah, of course, it's amazing. Yeah, if you do the juicing and with all the green vegetables and all that, but uh, the to replenish the ojas. Yeah, what Ayurveda says is nourishing food that is cooked and moist, so less dry and raw. Yeah. So less raw food, less dry food, because this is harder to digest. And dry food, of course, yeah, there's just not the juiciness that we want to replenish. Yeah, So you have to include some good fats. So foods typically that would build ojas are seeds and nuts and ghee and sweet, natural sweeteners like honey that are building and nourishing and good fats and warm soups with herbs and vegetables and everything. So this is the opposite of going on a raw food diet only eating raw fruits and vegetables the whole day yeah this would be directly the opposite yeah not that a raw food diet is not good for other applications yeah it might be but you have to look at it carefully in what situations uh, you are doing that so it would be better to have all those nourishing warm warming soups that are easy to digest with lots of fiber and lots of the vitamins and minerals that vegetables offer to us and then you can enhance your normal diet yeah once you have made those few changes you know to um, yeah just add more vegetables maybe more cooked food more easy to digest food supporting the digestion etc then you can put the juicing on top of that yeah so you you're not juicing to be on juice fast and to just live on the juices. No, you are juicing added on to your diet. So that's just a way to concentrate the nutrients. Yeah, I mean, you can't probably eat uh, double the quantity of vegetables in one meal because you are full. <laughs> yeah, and you still need some protein, some good fat. So there is a limited quantity of vegetables you can eat every day. But you can easily drink another big cup or two of juice or even more during the day and by that way you can increase the nutrients you can concentrate the nutrients in your diet yeah you get all those this chlorophyll that contains the magnesium that is blood building yeah so in traditional wisdom it is known that green juices build the blood and of course we are probably also a little bit low in our iron and a little bit low in our magnesium low in our vitamin d and all that so we need to fill up those nutrients yeah so especially the magnesium is in plants in green plants and it is also blood building not necessarily because it tends, contains a lot of iron so the iron from plants um yeah it's it's way in way lower concentration of course than if you would eat meat or um, yeah animal products but you have the chlorophyll which has the same structure the molecule as our hemoglobin just that the the chlorophyll in the middle has a magnesium and our hemoglobin that our blood is made out of and uh, where the iron is, is integrated yeah, has the iron molecule in the middle of the same molecule structure. Yeah, so, so you get a whole bunch of these constituents that can build the molecule uh, of hemoglobin in your blood. And of course, you know, you get the magnesium, you get all these other minerals. 
if you increase your plant intake, the antioxidants and all that. No, I mean, there is, of course, plenty more vitamins and minerals in in those vegetables, in this juice that we're talking about. But anyway, anyway, you can take your 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 vegetables, your um, your green vegetables and other vegetables uh, during the day. If juicing or not, increasing more of these is, of course, a good idea and just trying to reduce the stress and sleep more and all that yeah but we need to get to some place you know where we can actually apply those changes yeah because if we're totally fatigued and close to burnout or we are we have a full-blown burnout we're probably not in the best mood we don't don't have energy left to actually implement lots of changes in our life yeah which is a, uh, of course a step that has to come at a certain point yeah so thinking about our relationships are we in the right relationships with people who support us how is our living environment our job our work uh, so these are all things of course to consider but right now we're just fatigued <laughs> so we have to get to some point and this is easy with plants yeah this is really where medicinal herbs can help us yeah so we have of course the fantastic adaptogens we've talked many times here on the podcast about them so uh, yeah you can use pretty much any adaptogens of course you can look into the individual characteristics yeah we have some a bit more stimulating adaptogens like rhodiola and eleuthero and ginseng uh, so these would be herbs that can give you this short-term energy, but also build your strength and stamina, support your adrenal hormones, your stress response, and really do something on the physical level to make you uh, more resistant to stress and to build you up. But they also increase your energy sometimes right after taking them. Yeah, So the effect is really noticeable. Eleuthero and rhodiola, you feel it half an hour later if you took the right dose, you know. And the right dose is basically, you know, if you would take these as an extract in capsule form, this is maybe the most practical way. Eleuthero I often use also as a decoction because it tastes actually pretty good. And you can throw a liver herb in there. So I combine eleuthero and burdock and just make a decoction and and drink that uh, rhodiola is a bit more available maybe in capsule form in extract so you know you just start with a certain dose see what it does take a bit more an hour later or three hours later see what it does you just go slowly up with the dose to see hmm, what is it actually doing yeah i mean sometimes you need a bit of a build-up you need to take these herbs maybe uh, three four days or a week and then your body will react to it because you may be just so depleted yeah that your body has to first to get to a point of saturation yeah so this is definitely like that with for example ashwagandha which you will definitely not feel anything before you take it for at least 10 days or two weeks yeah so that's usually the time when it kicks in and you feel it so that means you have to take your daily dose of ashwagandha and then see what it does for you after 10 days or two weeks or so yeah so then you would feel this increase of energy and stamina and it is not a very stimulating one i mean it increases your energy it gives you this resilience to stress yeah it doesn't make you tired or anything but it is a more calming herb so if you have all this stress and burnout and fatigue uh, together with anxiety yeah then of course you wouldn't want to take something very stimulating like the eleuthero or if you have insomnia on top of the fatigue yeah then you have to be careful with these more stimulating herbs so then eleuthero would be a bit too strong i would say yeah if you also suffer from insomnia or of course you can counterbalance this a bit and take it only in the morning and be very careful with your dosing yeah but ashwagandha would be an herb 
workout that resolves both things that increases your stamina and strength and also reduces the anxiety so just choose an adaptogen based on um, on your situation and uh, try this out and really try to notice the effect and uh, of course maybe you are still having a coffee trying to get off the coffee whatever trying to replace it with a bit of matcha or some other stimulants that are a bit milder yeah matcha or green tea i mean matcha is based on green tea and it's just powdered green tea uh, has also the l-theanine that is a bit calming so it's not just pushing and um Uh, like the coffee and the caffeine in coffee it's a bit more balanced yeah if you drink tea but you know just uh, maybe try to just build your body first before you make big changes to your lifestyle or to your coffee consumption of course it's not the idea to run on coffee <laughs> yeah but of course one coffee in the morning is also totally okay yeah but this shouldn't be um, you know what you have to rely on yeah you should just try to really build your body up and uh, and really resolve the fatigue and exhaustion. Okay, so what about Tulsi? This is also a plant that is much talked about in this context of fatigue and stress. It's almost like Yeah, often even called an adaptogen, which I have to disappoint you. It's not an adaptogen. But let's go into the details about Tulsi and some other interesting herbs. Let me just thank you, some of my listeners who have joined my community on Kofi. Um, so you will find this link in my description. I have this little um, membership program on Kofi. I create weekly, almost weekly, herbal videos for you. And I have also a second tier that is about case studies. So you can join that tier if you want some kind of off-the-cuff health advice, but still pretty much uh, personalized to your case. Yeah. So this is a bit a cheaper option than booking a whole consultation with me, which of course you can also do through my website, herbalhelp.net. There is a contact form or just write me directly to my email tamara at herbalhelp.net all the details are also in the description of this podcast episode yeah but on Kofi, i have created these fun membership programs where you can study herbalism with me and learn and get inspired and yeah i take you outside here in my garden the last video is about lavender that is actually blooming right now and also how to use lavender essential oil medicinally for anxiety and yeah we have lots of other webby or lots of other videos um yeah little tutorials how to use herbs uh, what to do with herbs in your garden or how to make specific blends and tea blends and uh yeah how to um, yeah, use the herbs in the best way. So thank you for signing up. Christine, Joe, Rebecca, Mary Ellen, Kelly, Maddie and Sage. This is our little nice community over there at Kofi. So you can, of course, if you, if you sign up, also ask me questions. Don't forget, you can post 
under the videos, under the individual posts and leave your opinion, your comment, share your experience with me. And I answer all the questions detailedly. And sometimes I even make a video about your wishes and the plants you want to hear more about. So we have one wish about a plant. This is lemon balm. So next video will be about lemon balm that I will show you here growing in my garden and some interesting ways to use it. So this is the coffee link that is in the description about my membership program or you can also just leave a one-off donation if you want to support the creation of this podcast and also my youtube channel herbal help by tamara okay so back to tulsi yeah tulsi got a bit of kind of um yeah it was a bit over promoted in the last um yeah years 10 15 years or so so, um, yeah, it got kind of promoted in the West. Of course, it's a very important herb in Ayurveda. It is one of the three most sacred herbs in Ayurveda. Uh, so it is an important herb. The other two are Soma and Lotus. So these are very sacred herbs in Ayurveda that promote consciousness and awareness. Um, yeah, it's for meditation, to expand our consciousness, to uplift our mood. But the effect is on a very subtle level. Yeah. So tulsi, you can also see it is a leaf. Yeah. It is a basil plant, actually. Yeah. So this plant is also called holy basil. And it is a basil. Yeah. It tastes like, yeah, I mean, it takes, tastes and smells a bit different than basil, but it goes in that direction. Definitely. It looks similar, the flowers and everything. So it's actually nice to have a fresh plant. This is also how they use it in India and in Ayurveda. You know, they would have one of these plants next to the door. And when you go in and out of your house, you just brush against the plant. It releases its wonderful aroma. You inhale that. You take a moment of mindfulness, of breathing. Yeah. So uh, this would be this awareness promoting effect that you could even get from the smell. But of course, definitely from drinking a nice cup of tea, of course, made from the fresh. If you have a plant at home or from the dried tulsi leaves it tastes really nice uh, I use it a lot in in blends you know if I'm if I mix up a tea I put in some Tulsi because I like the taste and of course the benefits it is actually mainly used so its main use is not all this awareness building and all this uh, uh, effect but it is a cold and flu herb yeah it is a diaphoretic this means it makes you sweat yeah it's a bit hot and pungent in the taste in its action in its energetic action so yeah, it makes you sweat out a cold. It's uh, used uh, mainly as that in Ayurveda. But then the other effect, what we already mentioned, this consciousness expanding, awareness expanding effect. So this can also kind of uplift your spirit and your mood and help in this situation of fatigue, of burnout. You have the whole weight of the world on your shoulders, or at least it feels like that. <laughs> I can totally relate sometimes. Uh, and Tulsi would just give you this uplifting moment and um, yeah, enhance your mood. But it is not working on a physical level to give you more stamina, uh, to make you more resistant to stress on a physical level. You know, it does not work on the adrenals or like our other adaptogens like the ashwagandha or the rhodiola uh, or licorice. Yeah, So it is a very mild, subtle herb yeah, that works more on the brain and consciousness in the moment. Yeah, it also doesn't have this long term uh, effect that the adaptogens would have. Yeah, so Tulsi 
is in a totally different category. I know you find all kinds of information on the internet that it's an adaptogen and you know people have no problems mentioning it in a row together with ashwagandha and ginseng and all these herbs that are totally different yeah i mean just imagine ashwagandha is a root ginseng is a root yeah rhodiola is a root um yeah cordonopsis all these other adaptogens hoshu wu from chinese medicine astragalus so these are all roots yeah they are really building and nourishing yeah the composition of a root is very different from a leaf yeah so in the root we have the concentrated constituents we have sugars we have kind of these building nourishing um ingredient yeah constituents in the root yeah so leaf is the green part yeah that's where uh, the minerals are the magnesium all these things we just talked about them where we have more of yeah a more maybe short acting um is what i want to say yeah so that you know you drink the tea it smells nice you get this uplifting mood boosting effect yeah but by drinking really a root over several weeks and months yeah you know even in the non-adaptogen category let's say burdock for the liver or it gives you another really grounding long-lasting effect yeah so i would say tulsi in this sense cannot replace any of these other adaptogens that are roots i mean not all adaptogens are roots yeah we have for example one big exception is the shizandra berry yeah which is actually a berry from chinese medicine the five flavor berry shizandra uh, so this is a full adaptogen yeah we know that shizandra has an effect on the, the regulation of stress hormones yeah on the uh, hormones produced by the adrenals by the thyroid now all this um, thyroid adrenal axis yeah so uh, we know that there is a direct influence on that yeah not with tulsi yeah tulsi is more this in the moment uplifting mood enhancing action awareness expanding action but it can be of course a good helper good addition just don't make it like your main herb don't expect too much from it because you will be disappointed yeah it is also of course not energizing in any way you know if you're tired then drink tulsi maybe you know from drinking the warm tea from relaxing and sweating a bit you you get tired in the moment i don't know um but it has this yeah this more subtle consciousness expanding action yeah so don't confuse this with the our real adaptogens that are mostly roots and definitely include these adaptogens into your protocol yeah and you know then you're already better in two three weeks we have you already in a better place yeah if you also address your digestion enhance your nutrient absorption really try to eat the most nourishing foods uh, you know cooked and warm regular meals regular meal times regular sleep times yeah then you have the energy to really make these lifestyle changes yeah so i don't start with the hard part you know i'm, I'm not going to tell an exhausted mom with three small kids the last one she's still breastfeeding you know i'm not going to tell her you know you have to change your life and change your whatever you know all these circumstances do intense detox first and whatever no of course not yeah we want to make it as easy as possible because this is already a very critical phase in your life yeah it really feels very vulnerable you don't have the energy you're exhausted you are just tired after lunch and can't do anything for the rest of the day or you are for days tired or you know always in the office when you sit there it's like you don't have the energy to live your life and to take care of your loved ones and all yeah all those things we have to do in life no? so 
I want to make it easy for you. That's why I always start with a more nourishing protocol and some really good supporting herbs like all these adaptogens uh, that I just mentioned. I usually add in a good bunch also of vitamins. Yeah, I mean, the B vitamins are absolute spectacular. Yeah, so a good high dose like a B100, it's usually called B complex. Yeah, so a B complex that has of some of the B vitamins, at least 100 milligram of each. Yeah, the, for example, the B1, the thiamine, yeah, is also called the mood vitamin. Yeah, because it can really enhance our mood, our energy, really lift us up, and all the other B vitamins also. I mean, each of those has a function. You know, in our energy metabolism, in our for our brain, for our hormones. I mean, it's there. These are so important. Yeah, the same is for magnesium, just because really, uh, pretty much all modern humans are very deficient in magnesium uh, our soils are depleted yeah it's not even only our fault yeah not only uh, but also of course also because we eat less green foods that are full of magnesium but our soils are depleted so each vegetable you eat does contain less magnesium than 20 years ago <clears throat> this is a big problem so magnesium is a good one to supplement magnesium glycinate preferably is the best absorbable or one of the best there are some others magnesium malate and others but i usually can get the magnesium glycinate pretty easily so i would use the b complex um magnesium glycinate and also vitamin d uh, is a big one yeah um, if you would test your levels yeah most people have really low levels that need to be supplemented and of course we don't get enough sun and vitamin d is not the only thing that we're lacking because of our lack of sun yeah it's still good and would help a lot to boost your mood and boost your energy level by getting a bit of sun every day and uh, but still you know still supplementation of vitamin d makes a lot of sense yeah it's just you get a healing effect so much faster uh, that you recover and everything it strengthens your immunity gives you a boost to your mood and your energy levels it's uh, really yeah um it it does a lot and it's a very you know very easy to take and you know you buy a small bottle of liquid vitamin d you have uh, it lasts for the whole year probably for your whole family so they are Good products on the markets easy to get so usually I aim for vitamin D levels of uh, around 65 nanograms per deciliter so you can look that up because even if you have tested this even if you have had a blood test or your doctor ordered one and then maybe he just said uh, yeah no vitamin D levels are fine I would like to see them <laughs> yeah or you should look at them yourself and really yeah was it just 21 nanograms per deciliter which is kind of the lowest uh, normal in the normal range level but it is just in the range it's not an optimal level yeah so if you are just 20 21 25 it is still too low i would like to see these levels 65 nanogram per deciliter yeah in somebody who has health i mean i'm not saying everybody has to have these levels they are pretty hard to achieve without supplementation only if you work as a lifeguard on the beach or if you're surfing every day or you would get these amounts of vitamin d naturally in your blood but you know we are from the african savanna we were actually running around in the sun the whole day yeah so these levels are normal for humans these are 65 is about where it maxes out kind of naturally if we don't supplement if we would get our vitamin d from sunlight from sunlight by running around in the sun the whole day 
these would be our natural levels, yeah, and not like 21, 25 or 30 or what, yeah. So, um, yeah, our health is kind of built on these levels, yeah, and not what is normal today. And we're all working in an office, living in a house, barely leaving the house, living in northern uh, latitudes where actually we do not get any vitamin D the whole uh, fall and winter yeah for long for half of the year there's not enough sun to give us enough vitamin D levels anyway yeah so not just the bare we don't don't want just the bare minimum we want optimal levels yeah so check it even if your doctor or somebody healthcare provider said yeah yeah your, your vitamin D levels are okay they're in the range yeah in the range does not mean in the optimal range so yeah these would be three Good supplements, of course, also fish oil, omega-3 oil would be very beneficial. Definitely add some good fats to your diet. Yeah, you want high quality good fats. Yeah, taking a fish oil uh, omega-3 supplement or based on alga, there's also vegan version, would be really great. Yeah, if not, you can also just take any good fats. <clears throat> I mean, of course, you don't get the vitamin, uh, you don't get the omega-3 from those, but you still need good fats for the cholesterol to make all these hormones yeah all these stress and energy hormones yeah uh, that that you need to function well yeah so good fat in the diet is important and of course make sure you can digest all that fat yeah <laughs> i mean not all that of course also too much wouldn't be good but make sure you can digest your nutrients yeah i mean i have an episode here on the podcast about digestive herbs uh, we talk about the fennel seeds and all these teas that you can use as digestive support to better absorb your nutrients. So this is a good idea. And yeah, think about the juicing, but not juice fasting or anything, but add it to the diet. Add it on top to increase your nutrient in intake. This would be a good idea. Think also about building your blood. So Chinese medicine also has all those nourishing tonifying soups. You know, they throw like goji berries into the soup and red dates, jujube dates and cordonopsis. Um, yeah, goji berry I already mentioned, astragalus and ginseng, uh, some ginger, some chestnuts, some mushrooms, some astragalus. So these Chinese soups with all these herbs, <laughs> you can see those little herb packages if you have a Chinese uh, supermarket nearby. You can check that out and you can really see, yeah, it's just a package with red dates and lotus seed and goji berry and some cottonopsis and this and that. And this is, uh, yeah, the base to cook your broth, to cook the basic stock for the soup with all these herbs cooked into them. Then some of the herbs you would filter out like the harder ones, like the astragalus. Others you can, of course, just eat like the red jujube dates or the goji berries you would leave in and eat. Also the lotus seed, for example. So Chinese medicine makes these nice, rich, nourishing soups. Of course, some seaweed in there and some miso, some mushrooms. You have a very tonifying, rich, nourishing soup. Yeah, so building the blood. This is definitely a good idea. Okay, yeah, I'm just thinking what else 
uh, I'm using. Of course, each protocol is very much tailored to the individual person. Yeah, so of course we have to check and see is there a thyroid problem? Yeah, if the thyroid hormones are a bit on the low side, there are several ways also to support the thyroid. Um, I mean, many of the things we already mentioned, you know, especially the adaptogens would also work, but there are also some. Um, Uh, some uh, other supplements like the uh, tyrosine, for example, which would be good to support the thyroid. There's also uh, D-ribose, which is a sugar that actually our cells use to make energy, to Uh, make the ATP which is this energy molecule in the cells so there are other ways also non-herbal ways to help in this initial phase to really uh, yeah, treat the fatigue and help with the fatigue uh, and to make somebody feel better as quick as possible yeah? so a whole protocol of course involves looking at the individual person and just seeing okay what other is is issues are going on here um, Yeah, what what do we have to address in the body to make the whole person feel better? Yeah, is of course very important. Yeah, so if you're interested in a personal health consultation with me, you can check out my website herbalhelp.net. I have several kind of consultation packages. Uh, the minimum is one first consultation and a follow-up so minimum two consultations so that we can really tweak the protocol and evaluate if we get uh, the best results so uh, you can also have anytime a free call with me yeah if you just want to chat with me 20 minutes tell me a bit about your concerns or what do you want to improve in your health we can definitely talk and see if we're a good match for each other yeah so just send me an email if you're interested this is Tamar at herbalhelp.net okay yeah that's it for today and thank you for listening and see you next week ciao ciao